Yes, we are back. Our listeners, I know you've seen the name of the show of what's going down right here. We back for another year. It's the third year in a row. Worst of the year. Worst of 2022. <sighs> Y'all already know what it is. I ain't got to say much more. I have someone special with me back again who decided to do this for the third straight year with me. I'm back at here again. I'm here again. Like that's the that's the thing, right? Like when you said third when you had, um tweeted me a few weeks ago and you were like for the third year, I'm like, have we are we gonna do this for the third year in a row? I'm like, yeah, 2021, 2022, in terms of like the start date, like mm-hmm. and now 2023, we're doing three straight years of yeah, worse than the year, which is crazy. And I mean, if you know me, I'm Davis, aka Drip. I uh, started out loyal listener of Black Announce Table has since gone over to Black Wrestling. Thanks versus Davis, a whole bunch of other things. But um, I always enjoy chatting up with you. Uh, I guess is what Dre and Drip connection. What we got going on? Yeah, I like um, that. You know, we we've gotten together a few other times. But yeah, worst of the year, we just get together just to uh, hate on things, shit on things. Not everything is great, regardless yeah. of uh, what your co-hosts tell you. Sometimes, um, <laughs> what what did your co-hosts tell you about? Uh, about uh, Logan Paul, what blew up this situation at the Brammies? If I might, might oh man, divulge into that. See, I'm 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 happy we decided to talk about this on air. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, there were we had our breakout. Uh, was no the rookie of the year. It was the rookie of the year category, and people just felt like Logan Paul should just dominate the the voting. <laughs> I'm like, in three matches, you were just going to have him, like, the whole thing where we got, like, these other wrestlers here who's been improving, like, week by week. We see them on television every week, nonstop. I'm just like, three matches is not going to do it for me, Chief. I'm sorry. (laughs) Not going to be able to do it. Like, not not going to do it. Mm -mm. See, and that was the thing. I mean, I, you guys put out the clip got the whole world talking and what made Cody so mad about it. I'm like, no, that man, that's my brother right there. I can respect that man for the intensity and the passion. Cause like, if you ever seen me on black wrestling, I can be the same way. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll get amped up. Like the levels just go all the way where it's like, get your fucking hands off me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on a roll. Like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. Like, you know, Cody Rhodes is someone in the past. who so I said he needed to retire after that flaming table spot. I think that was on the worst of a, 2021 when he covered that but um, mm-hmm. just in terms of how hard he tried to make himself matter um and that's <laughs> i mean we'll get to, he will be a uh, worse of 2022 we'll get to that a little bit later but no yeah. I, I think it's the thing where like you can get you can get um and that's the thing about your co-host because i think you and i would agree like our co-hosts are our family and like these are people we love but it's also okay to disagree mm-hmm. with your family again like you can't not everything's lovey-dovey all the time like you gotta have arguments again like and I think you and I are kind of too like-minded of our two groups. I think you and I probably would get along. I think the most connection would probably be Mimi and Chris Ann, given their love for Roman Reigns. So they would probably have zero friction when it would come to anything else. But I think you and Cal got into it. You and Matt have gotten into it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Eve and Bam, I think, are always going to try to be those neutral parties. But that's the thing. It's like sometimes you just got to tell, like, no, you're wrong. And here's why you're wrong. Like, again, like you can't just have we're just gonna name we're gonna go back and forth like we usually do and i'm gonna just throw something out there i'm gonna give a little brief explanation of it you know what i'm saying if you agree agree if 
you don't, it's cool. We could go back and forth on it. If not, we could just move on. But this is the worst of 2022. And I'm going to start off by taking it all the way back to the Royal Rumble matches this year for WWE. Okay. I was wondering um, if we would start here because I was trying to think what I was doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, the Royal Rumble just fucked everything up from the jump. But actually, yeah. it kind of goes to day one. Not to like bypass because mm. what happens that day one with Brock Lesnar beating Big E in that fatal five way because the Roman Reigns COVID thing, which I'm still like, if I'm being honest, I didn't buy that at all. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, because they, in their minds, they knew right away they wanted Brock Roman at Mania again, which is like, I get it. He's going to finally get his win. But to go about Brock wins the title at day one, Loses it at the Rumble earlier in the show and then wins the Rumble later in the night. Mm -hmm. But then again, just to be in the match at Elimination Chamber in Saudi, like it all kind of goes back to again, it really kicks off at the Royal Rumble in a way because they took him off, they took the belt off in one night and gave him basically another guarantee shot in the same night. So, yeah, and like the same way, it's 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 that too, but I'm like. Because that's a whole deeper, darker criminal link right there. Right there. Like that's you're you're absolutely right. Don't get me wrong. But when I put the Royal Rumble matches down, it's just like the Royal Rumble match is my favorite match. It's my favorite pay-per-view. I look forward to it. It's just the excitement. I look forward to it. But like going into this match, like the winners were for me, obvious. Like I seen this. I seen this play a mile away. <laughs> I knew Brock was going in there, lose to Lashley, and he was gonna win the Rumble. Like it's so Vince McMahon, and I'm like, I just for some reason it was just like, yo, this is definitely gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and plus the match, the the Rumble match wasn't good. Like yeah, all. No, it was trash. Yeah, like it was just garbage, and I'm just like. The fact that I know who's going to win this and the fact that it's not even good on top of it. I'm just like, yo, this is I'm just sitting here wasting my time to like trying to get this over with. So it just it just sucked. The Rumble matches were trash for me. No, I, I agree because we uh, BRP, we do the Royal Rumble pool mm-hmm. and I had um, I had a returning Sarah Logan as my women's pick. Oh, man. I, I drew her number. So I instantly knew like, well. And that's like the women had more returns than the men's rumble. And I think the over-reliance on past acts kind of has hurt the rumble or maybe amplify like, oh, I can't wait for the rumble to see who comes back. But it's like Carlito comes back and does what? Nothing. It's just a one-time thing and everyone gets hyped. Like, oh, I can't wait to see what it's like. He ain't going to do shit. Edge came back at the rumble and then gave us two years of terrible matches. And everyone was hyped because he had the best pop at the Royal Rumble. Let's talk um, about it, God damn it! <laughs> no, but no, but, but that's it. I, it's funny because I've been talking about this um, with someone else. I've been talking about this with uh, Cal and Cody, um, Cal and Banks yesterday about the Royal Rumble. Like, it's never been my favorite pay per view because I didn't start out watching it in terms of, like I started watching at WrestleMania 20. So the mm-hmm. Rumble had a, I had to wait a whole basically another year for the Rumble to come by, and it just I never ordered it and never watched it live until I got the network. So it's like. The Rumble's never mattered like that to me. The concept of the match, yeah, it's cool. Like 30 people come in, you over the top rope, blah, blah, blah. But I think sometimes it can again be boring, especially if you don't have if your roster isn't strong. And this Rumble, especially the men's Rumble, showed how weak this roster is. Like the Mad Cat Mosses, the Rich Hollins, 
Dominic Mysterio. That was my pick in the men's rumble. I'm just, oh, that was my dad's pick. I think he's like, watch me get Dominic Mysterio. And he got Dominic Mysterio. It's just like, <laughs> we're at a time where the men's roster um, just is what it is again, because if there are these part-timers or the stars aren't who they used to be in terms of like some people are diminished. Some people didn't achieve certain heights, but just the booking of it for Brock Lesnar to come in and win just like that. It's like, Oh, who am I thinking? Vince McMahon still runs the show, right? Like, well, duh, what else? Like, yeah. That was that was basically one of that was that was horrible for me. That was a bad experience watching the Royal Rumble, you know, seeing what that means to me and everything. But um And the women's, I mean Sasha Banks comes out, like steals the show right away and then gets in like a millimeter ten minutes later. It's like, what do you what are you doing? Like Yeah, she was a rumble favorite that year. And why? And now we know why she's in a whole another country a year later. It's like, and people want to blame her. Like, yo, just you. You seen what happened on SmackDown? <laughs> you see what happened on SmackDown? The last SmackDown of the year. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not mad at the Charlotte Flair thing. I was mad next 2024 when we do worse of 2023. When Michael Cole said this was the biggest ratings in two years because of Ronda Rousey recover Rodriguez. Like, who the fuck are you lying to? Like. <laughs> You know damn well it was John Cena. Like, don't don't come in here and say it. people weren't watching SmackDown because again, John Cena is the biggest straw the company's had in this modern era. But still, yeah, I mean, and Ronda Rousey comes back, and that was talked about the week or two prior. She's going to come back win the Rumble, so that, that entirely wasn't a, a shock that she won it. It was just like, oh, she's back, and uh, mm-hmm. eh, we're not going to look forward to this based on how the last run went. And you mentioning that name, Ronda Rousey, will be right to will be. Oh, right yeah, I imagine. So. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah, the Royal Rumble just it let you know. That's why to me, I'm like ah, I don't get hyped for the Rumble because it's just gonna the expectations are always so high it can never deliver. Okay, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Well, so on you. So I already kind of got to Brock Lesnar winning at Elimination Chamber in Saudi and. The Saudi shows, they've kind of done a better job in the past, like, two years of making them matter. So I'm not going to – because I think I hate on, like, them going back to Saudi a little bit before. But I'm just going to go right to Cody Rhodes returning at WrestleMania and kickstarting this Seth Rollins feud, which, God, no one looked like a bigger loser than Seth Rollins for three straight months almost. Like, Seth Rollins couldn't beat this man at Mania, which made sense. Cody Rhodes should win. And his return, it's a big moment, all that. I'm not mad that he came back here. Like, that was his goal the entire time. Like, he had no intention of staying in the company he started. Mm-hmm. Then they have the rematch, and he beats him again. I'm like, okay, so 50-50 bookings out of the window. So what's going on here? And then they have another match. And so this is the real worst of the year to me is the Hell in a Cell match. I think this is the worst match of the year. I can't believe the fucking bullshit people were going with online about, oh my God, what a classic. So heroic. This man is a, fu- everyone involved is a fucking idiot. If I'm Seth Rollins, I'm like, I'm leaving the next day. If you're not giving me the title three months from now, I'm leaving the next day. How can I lose to a one-armed man? This man couldn't even do a fucking crossroads. He was just like this, like, all right. Uh. He's hitting him. It's with a sledgehammer. It's, it was so embarrassing, and it was one of those moments, and everyone talks about, like, oh, I can't believe that Rey Mysterio would beat someone like Gunter. Look at the size of Gunter, and look at the size of... How can one guy 
with one working arm beat a guy with two working arms. And the other guy is Seth Rollins at that. Make it make sense. And the whole thing, Seth Rollins and the polka dots, everything just about, I hated it. Hate, 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 hate. That was me the whole time. I'm like, that made wrestling look fake and embarrassing. Like, how can I watch this? Like, how can you justify a man whose entire right side is bruised winning the way he did? You make, you make very valid points. It's a Hell in a Cell match. They had the weapons out. So he should, the minute he like goes into the shell, into the cell, he should be like, ah, I can't wrestle anymore. The pain, <laughs> right? No way the adrenaline in his soul is enough to get him through that match. Come on. That, and that match won match of the year at the Brammies. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I respect the Brammies and the work that you, Chris and Eve, KP, you know, and um, Manny and Arm, all the listeners. But no, that's not match of the year. If I was there, I would have, I would have, you know, I got in trouble for anything. Like I would have, like, <laughs> no, you make you make very valid points. You really do. I feel like I personally, their their best match to me was um, the the second one. I like the second one. I think it's it's a it's a better match than, especially the third one. But we named that match of the year just for it actually happening. It actually going down, and they actually put on. Like you know, what I'm saying, you you think otherwise, but you know, what I'm saying they was putting it. It was they was they was in there. They was doing his thing. Cody was doing his thing with one fucking arm, bro. And I'm just like, listen, he's yeah. three and a half stars at best when he's healthy. That match with one arm, no, no. <laughs> and all y'all were like, oh, this the storytelling. It's yes, good. the dr- the drama. Look at him. I'm like, no, Seth Rollins. Is now the biggest loser in the history of the like three straight matches, especially the last one to a one-armed man. Like, come I on. So I thought so like, too, but that's Seth Rollins. Seth is one of the best all time. And I've been saying this. I've been yeah, saying you, we you, have to him, you gotta put all time on him right now while he's here. Now, I don't know if Seth is if, if he's injured or not, because he did get hurt and he tweeted um his um what is the it? old saying? Yeah, the re- redesign, redesign. Yeah. yeah, I was like, "Damn, I, this is not a tweet I needed to see right now, Seth." So unless he comes back with a burn it like that, that energy because I I didn't really like this. You know, I'm not. Well, I mean, he did try to call himself like Drip Seth Rollins. I'm like, who are you fooling? You said you know what you said about you don't want your kids listening to rap music. You ain't fooling me. Um, he comes out here with these suits and all that, and the Joker laugh and all the in the hair. I'm like, come, you're a great wrestler. You don't need to do all this bullshit. But um, but yeah, no, I didn't like this match at all. The few, like I said, just to just for him to go three zero against Seth Rollins, and at what purpose? Then he gets injured, and now he, the rumor was he's going to come back and feud with Seth again. It's like, but why? <laughs> Word, it's no point of me. Coming it's like yeah, the man. Like, what do you want to prove? Unless the Thrones, like, you beat me three straight times, and the Thrones should be like, "Damn, I shouldn't even wrestle, wrestle this guy. He's gonna go for the four zero sweep." Like, <laughs> it's no point. Like, yeah, you are gonna have Cody come back and just like, I want Seth. Like, now you're just being a bully. And yeah, you know, but I, like, uh, I was in the. I know I'm in the minority. Like, and I'm the most anti Cody Rhodes person there is. But yeah, I just cannot. That was like the legit final straw in. Three months into his WWE return, I'm like, no, I'm already done. Like, no, nah, whatever he's gonna do, I, I'm not here for it. Look, man, I just got, I got one question for you, man. 
Why? <laughs> Why? That's, like, what did he do to you? I I've said it for years. Like, I never thought he was that good. He was a, a solid mid card worker in the on in WWE the first time around. He goes on the indies and it's like, well, this guy obviously can't hang with the flippy dudes. He thinks he can. And just again exposes him as a guy who's got the basics down. Nothing wrong with that. The star appeal, eh? He did a good job with like this American Nightmare, the suits and the blonde hair. I, I'll give him credit for that. But it's like, but what you're the way you're talking, it's like you can't match because you don't have the accomplishments. It's like Ric Flair can dress in the suits and the blonde hair and all that because you know he already had eight world titles at the time, so he can keep going. You are zero time WWE champion zero time world heavyweight champion and you want to come on to the indies like yeah i'm that guy it's like all right you yeah wore face you wore face paint and did some cartwheels like who are you fooling what are you supposed to do you supposed to go in the indies no, then, yeah y'all no, so then he wins the indies titles and he's just like see i'm the king of the workhorses like all these guys outworked you the entire time you were down here whether whether it was the rh world title the nwa title it's like yeah, the, the overall alliance on I got people give John Moxley shit for bleeding every match. Cody Rhodes on the Indies is like, I gotta cut myself, brother. Like, I gotta, I gotta bleed like my daddy would. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah, man. I just, I like the fact. Even when he was in the WWE, he made he got a, he got a lot of shit over. They handed him shit. Well, I respect and- him for that. Yeah, I mean, he he can get stuff like that, or he can't get them. This idea of him being a great worker over, I never understood. Like, you're not that guy. You're not him. <laughs> like, is he is he trying to be a great worker, or is he yeah. trying to be Cody Rhodes and just continue the legacy of being like the world champ and just trying to be made as a guy? No, that's why he would do stuff like he would do um the vertebraker. He would do certain moves like, see, I can do these moves that you don't think someone like me could. He would. He can't even do a moonsault. He does like that crooked moonsault to a cross body. I'm like, well, why are you even trying it then? It's like, and this is very like, oh, hater, you know, energy, but like. That's what we got. That's what no, we but I'm glad. I'm glad the rest of the year he was out because I'm just like, thank you, <laughs> free or free. Like, I had the same energy in AW. That's the company he started, and he booked himself over there like some tyrant in the mid card. Again, I'm like, the Triple H comparisons all the time. Like, you want to beat? Everyone wants to call him Cody Luther King. He beat five black wrestlers in the middle of the summer of 2020. Like, don't, don't come at me like this man's for our people for the culture. Like, no, no, no. He wasn't putting Isaiah Cassidy over Mark Quinn over. So he no, 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 I just feel like some respect is owed to Cody because like you said, he was never this guy in WWE. He was never this go hard work rate guy like that, but still made people believe like he's, Important so he, he lied to you, as Funk Flex said. He, <laughs> <laughs> he did, but hey, look, you got to make it look good. That's where we at now. Is it's 2023 now? You got to make it look good. And Cody Rhodes does a great job of making it look good. I can tell you that. Uh, I uh, disagree. I strongly disagree. <laughs> Damn, you, can't give, you can't give him nothing. Let me go, um, Jeff Hardy. DUI. Ooh, man. ooh. ooh. <sighs> That's yeah, man. They um, AEW brung in Jeff Hardy. They about to give us another Hardy Boys reunion. They was on their way to the tag championships, and my boy, man, in DUI, and now he's, I guess he's taking it to trial. He's more than likely he got to sit down. Some I, I like Jeff Hardy. He doesn't, in my Jeff opinion, Hardy doing time. 
<laughs> he got it. He got it. You have to like enough with the slaps on the wrist for Jeff, man. Enough. No, I agree. I agree. Enough, man. We like we we all love Jeff or loved him at some point. Um, and it's just enough, man. It's like how many second chances are you gonna get right now, bro? Like you you gonna he really needs to sit down and think about shit. You got a family and all of this extra shit. You you are privileged. Like you are like you look how you left WWE. Like mm-hmm. that that's still a mystery depending on who you who side you believe and all of that stuff, how you walked out and all this extra stuff. Look, you go right to AEW, your brother there, you already hot shot it, tag team division. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, like you said, like he leaves WWE just by walking out middle of the show, a house show at that. Um, goes over there, immediately gets like, oh shit, Jeff Hardy's back. It's supposed to be this huge thing. And that's one of the real negative aspects of AEW to me is the reliance on nostalgia. WWE does the same thing too. But when AEW is trying to preach new stars, diversity, all that, they were like, well, let's not forget, like you like some of these old timers coming back. Like we're going to get Matt Hardy. We got Christian Cage. We got jeff hardy and now we got fucking jeff jarrett which i'm like oh my god why like jeff jeff jarrett like but no but jeff hardy was the worst because like they're gonna make this guy wrestle and it's like this guy shouldn't even be around anymore in terms of like the you know the world of wrestling um i think uh, it probably puts him in an unhealthy spot given his past troubles with substances and all that and Matt Hardy, well, isn't a good influence because he's trying to think he can still work. It's like, you can't even move, man. Like, you know, face it. Time, you know, 2022, I think, was really the year of, like, people we grew up watching. Father Time is caught up. Goldberg, yeah. it's caught up. Edge, it's caught up. Christian Cage is still going about it, but that arm injury really, like, sidelined him. Before, he was he was putting on uh, decent matches with, like, Adam Cole and some other people, but, again, it might be time to hang it up. Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, you know, uh, definitely Jeff Jarrett, because that's before our time a little bit even. But um, yeah. But Jeff Hardy and how he can leave one company like that, go into another. And there was something about that match at Double or Nothing with the Young Bucks where something seemed off. It's like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised if something comes out the next day. And then something does come out like the week later or whatever it was. It's like the yeah. math mass at some point. And you know what you're getting when you sign Jeff Hardy. That's what like Tony Khan. If you're supposed to be this smarter, this fucking smart guy that you say you are, you can't sign Jeff Hardy. I know his brother's there. I know the Young Bucks love him. They want to return that favor in terms of put the Hardys over, like the Hardys put the Young Bucks over years ago. But like, it's 2022. We don't need to see that on a pay per view and eat up national television time. I ain't gonna hold you. That I was with you into that last statement because I definitely want to see that. <laughs> you want to see the Young Bucks, the Hardys again? Like, yeah, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> at the time, at the time, like probably not now, but at the time, yeah. I, I was I, the only one because I'm like, oh, this guy, like he's gonna. I mean, poor, poor fucking Darby Allen, who's one of my favorite wrestlers, did the fucking Swanton bomb <laughs> off the t- tallest ladder onto those chairs, and Jeff Hardy moved. It was just literally so like Jeff Hardy could pass the torch to Darby Allen, who was like the new stunt show guy who's going to do the crazy things in wrestling. It's like, but Darby Allen literally could have died that night when he landed on those chairs, just so people could be entertained by Jeff Hardy. And, and Jeff Hardy won that fucking match, which was made even, made even more ludicrous. That, and that's when I get to like the booking of Tony Khan. I'm like, are you stupid or like? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was and on a roll up too. I think he hit the coffin dropper and then he rolled them up or something like that. Yeah, laughing at that point, your friend's like, I can't move, brother. I can't. Uh. 
Like, oh man, I enjoyed that match too, just for those spots. <laughs> that's all it was was those spots. Yes, yeah, that's it. Like, because it was six minutes of recovery time in between. <laughs> we talk about booking. That was great booking right there. That's how you book a match between those two, exactly like that. Uh, but no, I do. At some point, the people who run these companies, not just the HR, but like the head guys in charge of Vince McMahon's, or now I guess Triple H and Stephanie, but Vince McMahon again, and the Tony concept, be like, you can't rely on people who have these past issues. And I know it's, it's, you know, smart to give people a chance and all that, but like Jeff Hardy at this case is always going to be Jeff Hardy. It's been yeah. 20 years of this now in terms of like, he's his own worst enemy. And it sucks to say that because he's an all timer and a legend. Um, yeah, and again, it's only getting worse because he's getting older. It's like, you can't expect this man to keep up. I want to go on AW's mishandling of Miro and Wardlow this year. Okay. Um, as far as Miro, where, <laughs> where where are you yeah like, what's going on with that situation like why is he's not on my television why is he not showing up why is lana giving us updates on Miro? well like, you know she's gonna talk just to talk yeah. she wants the attention more than anyone else so her yeah. and matt hardy's wife <laughs> yeah i guess all these right. wives karen jarrett i mean yeah all these wives who got who want the fame want to just do all the talking while the guys actually have to go and do the real work like yes Yes. Uh but but Tony Khan said he's like it's nothing for him. It's not how do you how is there nothing for Miro? Like what's going on? You were a big Rusev guy, right? I wouldn't say a big Rusev guy, but maybe I, I'm thinking of Eve, maybe. Probably. Cause... But I'm not a big Rusev guy, but I I I enjoyed his time there. Well, he was always solid in the ring. That was a fact. Mm-hmm. And he was the most throwback character, like the monster from a, Euro- a European country. Like, you know, a guy's going to show up, squash, you know, be like, I hate America, which is like, I don't think we need to still do that in the 2010s. We can kind of like dead that a little bit. Um, and he goes over to AEW and like he was misused from the jump with like the best man gimmick, like very, wearing like the Versace and Yeezys and just the blonde hair. It's like, what's going on? He had like that whole like arcade. It's just like, what's like, is this what you want to do? Because again, the whole point of going to AEW is you get to be who you want to be. There's no input. Tony Khan says like, what's your character? That's who you are. Then he becomes, he throws it back to like, all right, I'm the monster heel who's going to squash everyone. His TNT title right? I think people overrate it a bit because it was just him squashing jobbers. He had like one or two decent like matches in between, but it's like, you beat up someone two minutes, you beat up someone in 60 minutes, in 60 seconds. It's like it just kind of rinsed and repeated like the monster heel who's going to take the title from. But he got injured in that forbidden door match. And then, like you said, he hasn't been asked to come back because there's nothing for him. And, but even then it was looking shaky, like him and the House of Black refuting. He was kind of being lured to join them potentially. And they dead at that because he got injured and now House of Black is back. And that's a team that kind of been misused as well. There was the whole right. Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews. They're taking some time. Brody King was still wrestling, but Malachi Black and uh, Buddy Matthews come back. Um, Wardlow is is much more worse because they were doing the right thing by making him Goldberg show up, do his moves, leave. The crowd got behind it. Um, he betrayed MJF in terms of like he finally got away from the evil bad guy he's working for. Is going to be his own man. He beats the shit out of MJF, but MJF ends up stealing that inner, I mean, still up that stealing that spotlight with the pipe bomb promo just days after losing a Wardlow. So that kind of killed his momentum. It didn't help that Wardlow loss 
the title match to Scorpio Sky after winning the Revolution ladder match. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you should, like, now, and I had said this, I think, of when it happened, like, that's now two times the Revolution ladder match hasn't mattered. Because Scorpio Sky won the ladder match the year before, lost the title match. So it's the anti Money in the Bank, which will begin to how Money in the Bank was used in 2022. I think that might be on your list because it's certainly on mine. But. <laughs> You can't have what is in, and I understand like oh, this shouldn't always guarantee a title shot or a title change, I should say. Um, like, come on, you, you're just making these guys look like losers if they're going to win this match to lose the title match. He ends up being Scorpio Sky and does nothing with the title. He's just Samojo's tag team partner and then loses the title. Like, come on. Yeah. And the momentum he had, Warlow, like he had the crowd behind him, he had broke away from MJF. I'm like, okay, things is on. I like him. Up. I yeah. think he's good too. I think he's got the physical tools. He's not a bad talker. He just, you know, he's not a great talker. Like he can talk. It's just like there's nothing for him to say yet. But it's mm-hmm. not like he stumbles and fumbles on the mic. He's got a good look. Again, and most important, like you said, the crowd loves him. Like he's, yeah. and he can do swan. He can do swanton bombs. He can do F fives. He can do it all. And it's a thing where they, maybe it hurts that he's technically one of these giants in the land of small guys. Like he stands out so much with the Darby Allens, the Adam Coles, the MJS, like he just towers over them. So it's like, should this guy be a good guy? If all the, if like 75% of the roster is small guys. Mm. I don't know if that hurts him or not, because it's the same thing like with powerhouse Hobbs. Like, shouldn't he just run over this entire roster if he's bigger and stronger than them? You know what I think? I think like the tears in AEW is like drawn. Like you can just see like, the top yeah. years from the mid, like it's it's night and day. Like you could just see mm-hmm. it so obviously, and it's just like he like you got to blend, the, you got to blur the lines a little bit. Have Warlow mix it up with some of those guys that's in a tier above him. Like you know what I'm saying? It's like I I just don't see. I'm trying to think of any reason to put on them to like make me believe why they fumbled so much with Warlow. Because it was like, what went wrong? <laughs> I seriously don't know. They that, I, them, I, don't, I don't get it. I think I, I had said this majority of last year. I think I did a whole episode about it, too, with, um, with Cal on White Noise. But, like, that Team T title became cursed when Sammy Guevara won it. And that stuff with his fiance, it came out right after. Like, he proposed to her the night he wins the title. Weeks later, people find out he's with Ty Mello. So that's like, oh, this guy's not the baby face we were supposed to cheer for. So, like, they turn him heel mid-title reign in a way because he loses it to Cody Rhodes. And then he Cody Rhodes can't make the next match because he's sick. And I didn't believe that at all either. Um, he don't believe nothing. <laughs> if you're saying you're sick, it's just all oh, like something's in play. So it's setting up the next match. Just like so that – so Cody Rhodes wasn't sick. They set up Sam Guevara and Cody Rhodes for that ladder match. Mm-hmm. To be the undisputed TNT champion. Then Sam Aguero and Scorpio Sky had that back and forth through the TNT title. Again, a meaningless feud. The TNT title is supposed to be a title defended weekly, not trapped in like a month and a half long feud. Like that's why to me, and not, not just a favoritism, but like Darby Allen was the best TNT champion because like for five, six straight weeks, he would defend that title and the main event of Dynamite, like against any right. challenger. That's what it's supposed to be. And Orange Cassidy's basically doing that now with the All Atlantic title. And that's why he's the best wrestler in the company over there. I ain't going to hold you. You mentioned Darby Allen. I wanted to put him in this as well, too, because they kind of did some fumbling with him as well. But 
I think they were saving him for what's about to happen now. That's why. I think it's also good that they were trying to. That's the thing with AW. They'll try to cycle men and women out, but they'll cool off on the people that are on TV consistently. You know, what I mean, like like you're saying, like Wardlow is on TV all the time. But like he does nothing of important season tag matches. He had one great title defense against Orange Cassidy for the TNT title, and like really didn't defend it consistently after that. He was in tag matches with Samoa Joe, and then finally, Powerhouse Hobbs shows up, and Samoa Joe betrays him, and that's the TNT title change that we end up getting. But like. The TNT title is now cursed. What Samoa Joe was doing with like AR Fox and Don and um Darby Allen before losing it to Darby Allen this past week is how it should be used. Like you have a match on TV in the middle of the show or the main event. It doesn't need to be trapped in a feud. And that's what happened all year. And I think that's what hurt Wardlow once he got this title. It's like they put him in the feud where he should have just been facing, like you said, either the people below him or he needs to challenge someone like a John Moxley to see he can hold his own against the top, the top guys. Exactly. And that's what goes the Eddie, the Eddie Kingston's, you know, people who are constantly on TV to show like Wardlow's for real. If he's in the ring with these guys. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I think is like, I think they have their plans. They have, they obviously they have their champions and everything planned out for months in advance. And they just see someone catching this fire like this. And they just like, well, it's not in the plans. We got to, <laughs> we got to find something else. And like, that's what I think probably mishandled him as well, too. It's just not part of the plan right now. So we got to find something for you to like, we don't got nothing cool. We're going to hold back on you. And that's another thing where it's just like, you got to roll with the flow. You see this guy heating up. You got to let's build him up, man. It's because every dynamite has a formula. Like Chris Jericho has to have his segment. John Moxley has to have his segment. MJF has to have his segment. There's always a women's segment, and then everyone else is kind of lost in the shuffle. Who's in it this week? Who's in it? Like, it will be Ricky Starks this week. It'll be Hangman Page this week instead. It'll be Darby Allen this week instead. They'll kind of constantly flip it. it. They almost have a template, but then, like you said, like, so what happens when Miro's clear now and can come back? What happens to House of Black when they're clear and come back? Now Kenny Omega's back, so he has to have one of those guaranteed spots. Mm-hmm. Lucha Bros are people who should always be on TV. Keith Lee, it's, and that's the thing. I did a whole other white noise, too, about the people who went from WWE to AEW in the midst of the pandemic. And Keith Lee was someone who kind of, I think, was the real actual success of like switching over. He won the AEW World Tag Titles. I'm not an FTR guy, but they, in this last year, proved that they ha- it was a better shot of them being successful in the AEW than in WWE. But like it, but they were floundering all of 2021 was the thing. Like it was like these guys showed up to do what they were, thought they were the best tag team. They had to win three other titles that aren't even in the company for them to be important. That's a whole nother conversation. I'm happy, I'm happy you're seeing the light. You're here. Oh, no, I'm, I'm you're anti-FTR. Here, if you want to go there. But, um, <laughs> you're here, but, my like, brother. So- you see what's going down. They tried to tell you from the get-go, best tag team in the business. Oh, I didn't see it. I don't, no, no, I'm like, it's easy to be great in tag matches against American Alpha or DIY. Like, it's easy to, like, you know, hold your own against two great tag teams. And then, like, on the main roster, I said this yesterday with Kyle Banks. Like, how great were those matches with the Usos or the New Day? Because I don't remember any of those. Like, facts. They had one. Now, I don't, I don't, like, (laughs) let me just, let me not jump out the window. I don't remember them, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they was good. Like, come on now. The fact that you say I'm pretty sure is just like the stamp of, like, well, it's the Usos and the New Day. They never really have bad matches. 
with yeah. tag teams at most of the time. But yeah, I mean, unless it's Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura, because that match was horrible at, at, Mania. at Mania. Yeah. Yeah. The man's got injured halfway through, so I can't blame that on on them. Yeah, that shit was very ass. But no, it's it's you know, Miro, it's they sign these people because they have the ex WWE stamp. Like you've seen them on TV, you might like them. And Tony Khan, I think, just likes to buy toys and stash them, and then yeah. he can use them later. Like, so he, it's always like toys of him. Like he doesn't want to play with this toy anymore. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, you know what? I haven't played with this one in a while. Let's see what I can do. Like, mm-hmm. but the fact that like some of these toys have an ego, like Chris Jericho, who MJF, who constantly want their twenty minutes on TV, it is a detriment to everyone else on the roster. Andrade is one of these people too. Like he had the worst of twenty twenty two. He didn't do a goddamn thing. Yeah. Like, and so it sucks. Hurt. And I thought he, you know, he was that guy in the ring. Like, and you can't even ring. do that. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, man. Andrade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did Andrade filthy too, man. Andrade they gave him Vicky man. Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero. Then they they left like two weeks in. That's the that's the thing with AW. It's Jay Cargill gets um, Smart Mark Sterling. Then she gets Stokely Hathaway. And then she fires Stokely Hathaway and then just has the baddies. And then all four of the baddies are back together once Red Velvet returns. And the baddies are broken up. Like they kick Kiara Hogan out. And now Red Velvet's between. It's this booking of like, do you not know what to do with these people when, like, it's, again, I think it's the thing where like the inmates run the asylum more often than not. Mm hmm. Like Jay Cargill, I think, says, no, I need to face Kara Hogan. I need to face Rivella now. Like the story of like them being bitter at her is better than the four of us running shit. I'm like, four of y'all running shit could have been more entertaining for two months. And then they could be bitter if you take all the shot. Like if you take all the credit, like it's a girl group, you know? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, valid points, man. AEW got a lot of shit going down, man. And I'm trying not to. This leads perfectly to this next topic. Worst. Yes. <laughs> Tony Khan's mismanagement. You know what I'm saying? Him just not being a great leader. I have Would to you... leave it at that. I have to leave at that. that. There's nothing left, nothing more to say. Because there's so much you could put under that. It's so much. Yeah, yeah. Through. We basically were just doing it like these yeah. key people, people who, and maybe. Unfortunately, maybe they weren't the stars we thought they were. It's, I think, easy to be a star in NXT when someone like Triple H is so focused on you for these six months. Mm-hmm. Like when Triple H locked in on Shinsuke Nakamura, he was locked in. Shinsuke Nakamura was that guy. When he locked in on Bobby Roode, Bobby Roode was that guy. When he locked in on, you know, so on and so forth. Like these people were stars because they had all his attention. Then what was those people would come up, someone else would now fill that spot. And then Triple H is like, all right, you get all the attention now exactly tony khan is like none of you get the attention <laughs> because <laughs> i'm so scatterbrained with doing this and i got a football team to run i got a soccer team to run i just bought ring of honor i'm trying to get that off the ground and that's maybe a thing that hurt aw in 2022 was the incorporation of roh into regular aw programming with not just like chris jericho winning the roh world title that made sense in terms of like it's a it's a good accomplishment to keep someone like him going but or having ROH title matches on AWTV, it's like, eh, we really don't need this right now. Like, we got to focus on, again, that's why the Wardlow run was so mid. It's like, you, this guy needs the title match on TV, not 
the tag titles because these two guys are pissed that they're not the tag champs anymore in terms of FTR. It's like, don't, don't put your own people down because people are going to be upset and cry on Twitter. Like that's always going to happen. Like uh, yeah. it's Twitter. That's what everyone uses it for. But um, it's just like, how about you go out there and put the people, the fans want on the show? <laughs> like, forget why are you, why are you putting this like Tony Khan's mismanagement? It goes like, yo, the fights this year, <laughs> Sammy Guevara, Eddie Kingston, Punk and the elite. Like, all of this shit that's going on behind the scenes just goes to show like we're not even I'm not even talking about in the ring. I'm not even talking about what you put on the like all the stuff behind the scenes. You got my, what's my what's my man's name? Um dude Ace Steel biting biting people. Like what's going you got, on? They said uh CM Punk hit Matt Jackson with a chair. It's like or what yeah. threw a chair at him and knocked him out. Um, because his dog got hit by the door or something. Yeah, they said Andrade showed up looking to fight Sammy Guevara after like two months ago. We just found out Eddie Kingston fought Sammy Guevara. Like, but it's also like, so Sammy Guevara gets to be rewarded with being on TV if he's kind of like the main factor of antagonism. Like, I mean, like maybe we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't put this guy on TV, and not just because like his past comments about Sasha Banks or anything like that, or the fact that you know this man proposed to a woman he knew he was going to break up with for he proposed for some cheap pop. Like, I saw that coming. Like, come on, like this guy, it's just an asshole. It is what it is. Or, you know, but mismanagement backstage leads to mismanagement on the, on the program. Like, so like, look at who we've talked about being misused and look at how these stories are the same. And that's what I hated or like, Oh my, do you only know how to book like Vince Russo? So Christian cage betrays jungle boy. Yes. Luchasaurus, the betrays jungle boy. Sad. Luchasaurus then tries to betray Christian Cage, and at the end, Luchasaurus sides with Christian Cage. Okay, that's one story. Chris Jericho starts the JAS. Daniel Garcia joins the JAS. Mm-hmm. Dan Garcia then wants to join Blackpool Combat Club, but then he then tries to join. He rejoins the JAS. This is the same story in two different feuds, like. Do you not know any other story besides you go over there, but you're a sleeper agent just to come back? So the betrayal is that no, it's like that's Vince Russo booking, like, and that's why that company died. Like, yeah, I feel like Tony like, Khan, he just booked okay. the show in like his his iPhone notes, just like, oh, that'd be dope. <laughs> Let me just write that down. We're gonna do this and just keep it pushing. What yeah. was the biggest? Is it the um, how the fight broke down? Is that like the biggest, like, this guy doesn't know how to run a company to you? Yeah. I feel like that's when it, that's when you realize that because the, the, the Sammy Guevara, the Eddie Kingston things, what's that? That was before that, right? Yeah. Cause they were supposed to have that match at all out. Yeah. So all of that was before. And it's just like, all right. Even then we was on a show. And like, then Andrade, Sammy's after all out. So it's like three mm-hmm. fights in probably two months. Like, so we was like at the time, yeah, hey, Tony, you gotta you gotta get your locker room together. You gotta yeah. hold it down. It's like and and plus we at the time it was the um damn, what's what's shorty name? I think that happened too around there. Um damn, not swerve. What's shorty name? Uh shorty that left. It was Leo Rush that was was leaving. He had problems with it, which with, with shorty coming out. Oh, big swole, big swole. Yeah. Big swole, yeah. There we go. 
it was just a lot of shit going on at the time. Just like that was still fresh. Big Swall, I think, was the end of last year or the top of this year. Yeah. And, and it, that, was, it was one of those things that like lit the fuse to like kickstart everything. Like this guy doesn't know. Again, he lets the people run shit, which is good in terms of like he's not a demanding boss, but he's just not a boss at all. Exactly. But aren't they saying that the Celtics coach is like that? He just lets the guys play how they want to play. Shouts out to the Celtics coach because he's working for him. That's what I'm saying. So I guess it maybe maybe it doesn't work for, for Tony Khan AW. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You maybe he needs to say, like, no, Chris Jericho, you aren't on TV this week. But the network says they want Chris Jericho on TV. And I don't mean just harp on Chris Jericho, but it's that thing where like he knows like what is needed but again like these ratings they'll dip up and down up and down like this past wednesday you thought it would be a great rating because it was a great show but it was a bad rating it's like what what like yeah did no one tune in even though the show seemed amazing it's and that's the hard part about business too like what draws and what doesn't but yeah he can't control cm punk um (laughs) i mean he probably could but like saying shit he shouldn't say about the people who are in charge of the company (laughs) um but but yeah, I mean, it, it, that was still insane the way that that all broke down. And I mean, what, how you stop is you just cut the mics. If that man goes on and calls someone an empty head a dumb fuck and says like these guys can't run a company, they can't even run a fucking target. Just be like, cut the mics, cut the mics. Like, you probably had, you've probably had a guest, or there have been a time on the show where you've been like, let's uh, let's stop right now and try to pick it back up in a few minutes. Like this ain't a, this ain't working. Yeah, like that's the end of it. All you got to do is shut shit down. All right, y'all, we holla at y'all. We out. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Man. Well, let's not put out that episode. Let's re-record a new one tomorrow. <laughs> but no, this but to cash in the money in the bank bank briefcase on the U.S. title is like that's not how the game is played. No, like we've had this briefcase for it'll be yeah seventeen years at that point. Like it's never been used so meaningless than at that very moment. He cashed in on the U.S. title and still lost. Like you might as well just went to Rome and then lost. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's what? I would <laughs> when he showed up on the NXT right before um Braun Breaker, Ilya Dragunov, and um JD McDonough had their match. I'm like, if Austin Theory went back to NXT, won the title for a couple of months, that would make sense to be honest. Yeah, like he needs a reboot. This Vince McMahon, you know, new chosen one isn't working for him. He needs to go back there. Put on some matches, lose to Braun Breaker, lose the title back to Braun Breaker, and come back up to the main roster. Like that would have helped him a lot more than losing it in the U.S. title match, and then having to be like, you know what? People put all these hopes and expectations on me that I'm gonna move past that. Blah blah blah. It's like okay, um, yeah, it just didn't work. And again, I'm not mad that someone loses the briefcase. Again, it, it kind of works that it's not always a guarantee, but to lose it for the U.S. title is the bigger joke. Of like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Least, again, like at least try, like shoot the biggest shot. Don't try, like don't try for a mid range jump early. <laughs> nah, even like just the the fact how he won it, he wasn't even announced for the match or anything. But that's Vince McMahon booking, as we talked with the Rumble. Like, yeah. who's gonna win the match? The guy not advertised. That's who. <laughs> it's like, damn, and we ain't even gonna talk about the women's money in the bank and what she done with that. She took her. Well, she won. No, 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 no. That was the correct thing happened. She won the title. She had a decent run. You, you anti Liv Morgan? A decent run. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they kept making her face. Ronda Rousey was the thing. And like, no, like, she had a good match with Shayna Baszler. They told a good story. 
you talk about Seth and um Cody being unbelievable. I'm supposed to believe Liv Morgan pick up W's over Ronda Rousey. Yeah, Did you see what Liv Morgan was at doing. Least she's 100, at least she's one hundred percent healthy compared to a guy who can't even lift his own arm to like. Nah, Chief. I'm not. Wrong. No, that's my argument. People are like, how can I believe Liv Morgan could beat Ron Rousey? How can a man with one arm beat Seth, a fully healthy Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins is eight hundred times the better worker than Ronda Rousey. Like, yeah, he got me there. <laughs> just because Ronda Rousey could beat her ass in real life and everyone's ass in real life doesn't mean like she should in the wrestling ring. Like, that's where I'm going next. We're going to go to Ronda next, but you're absolutely right. Well, it, it does coincide with Liv Morgan. You, you enjoy Liv Morgan's run with the Money in the Bank slash women's title? Liv Morgan, like, look, <sighs> I want to be nice. She did improve. Don't get me wrong. She has shown out of that tier of women that we know are legit and, like, contenders, like, that next crop, She's probably the head of those. She's top of the B tier, yeah, for sure. Okay, so look, yeah. it now would, since Naomi's gone, even though Naomi would kind of be like the last one in the A tier, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, nah, but I no, I I definitely agree. I would put Naomi there as well, but in that tier, she's like the head right there. So yeah, why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not mm-hmm. give her opportunity? I'm not mad at that. Cool, let's do it. The fact it just how it went down, all these fluke wins and all this bullshit. It's just like now nah, and th- like she cashed in, she got that off. Cool, you get that off. And then the, the in the next pay-per-view, she beat her again. It's like, all right, see now she 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 could have lost it right there. She could have it could have been a better way to her to retain that title, like disqualification, something like no. No, that make but then that makes you a weaker champion. It's better for you to win by like roll-ups in the skin of your teeth. They yeah. didn't work either way. Yeah, but that's it's that's what's always tough when you have to look like, the, and this is why I think the story of like a babyface champion who constantly defends the title doesn't work anymore. It's that no win situation. But right after she loses, the crowd then wants to cheer for Liv Morgan again because she starts doing these crazy stunts. It's like, what do you want? What do you want? Like, man. Yeah, that's another thing, man. Because we didn't want Ronda Rousey with the title. Because look what we got after that. Look, man, we here. Hold on, I can't hold yeah, it. Yeah, no, we're here. I can't hold it much longer. I can't. Worst. Ronda Rousey is the worst wrestler of 2022. I don't even think it's close. So you're saying her run this year was worse than that first run? Hell yeah. Okay. I, I agree too, but I'm just saying. I don't even think it's close. No, I, I agree. But it's that thing like, but now will we look back like that first run not being as good? You know what I mean? Like we always kind of have like those moments in hindsight where we'll put on our glasses and be like, oh, maybe Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey wasn't even that good to begin with. So but no, the Ronda Rousey thing this year was she came back and she hurts herself by what she says about working for them more than what she does actually in WWE. Again, it doesn't help that she's not the best talker. She's okay as a wrestler, but I think we all factor in what she says about wrestling's fake, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. It's just a job. Um, is, that, is that an issue for you? No, nah, 
that no. not for it's me personally, like, but I can see why people would factor that in. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just like the promos complete ass, like complete <laughs> ass. The matches complete ass. At least give me something. You gotta give me one or the other to like. It's just like you giving me ass leading into more ass. It's just like and not and not in a good way. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that's the main thing. It's just which like, is why I always think it's funny when people say ass. I'm like, shouldn't ass be a good thing? Like, true. <laughs> yeah, but it's just funny. It's just yeah. funny to me. Like, it's just like you did nothing. You don't give me nothing to want to see the match. And then once the match happens, this shit is 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 garbage. And look, another thing that should go into account and is not all Ronda Rousey's fault is the people they throwing at her. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, that's, and that's what speaks to why Sasha Banks left and Naomi joined her. Is that right after winning those women's tag titles, they were like, Sasha, you face. Uh, well, Charlotte, but it, I think it also could have been Ronda Rousey at that point. I don't know if the title had changed hand. And then, and then Naomi, you face Bianca, but she was like, we're the tag champs. We should face tag teams. Just because you don't have any other good women to put up against these single champions doesn't mean you have to put us against them. Because again, they failed to do a job of elevating women from the C tier to the B tier. Again, like it, that tier is probably like Liv Morgan. Um, I, you know, like Dakota Kai now because she's she came back. Um, Candice LeRae, I think, is kind of in that B tier. But again, it's like Dana Brooke. Uh, like you know, um, so you know some of these other women they've had, and you know, Ty is always a workhorse. I mean, how many times they tried what three different times with Lacey Evans this year, but she. And I only mean three different times in terms of like she had two matches and it's just been promos, um, like Lacey, vi- vignettes. Lacey Evans is here too. Her character is here with the oh, character yeah. changes. She's here, but I don't yeah. think you dive any <laughs> deeper. Well, on no, that. it's like cut your losses, just like with Aaliyah. Like cut your losses. These women don't work out. Like Aaliyah got fired. No, I'm saying like you should cut like. Fire her. It's not oh. working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at some point, a loss is a loss. Like, you got to cut them. Like, you know, you're, this is year six of someone being signed to your team. Like, they're still averaging the same points or doing the same. Like, nah. <laughs> Worst. <sighs> We're going to go into Tessa Blanchard <laughs> leaving another company. <laughs> they <sighs> brought back WoW. Basically, basically, just to get Tesla's name back in good graces, in my personal opinion, they wanted to center it around her, and mm, she had a falling out. She didn't. She was training talent, got into an argument, and all of this didn't work out. So once again, Tessa Blanchard is on the worst of the year. Nothing new here. Is she? More of a headache than Antonio Brown. And put me on the you, spot. Because you mean like they have the talent, but when you sign them immediately after like that contract is signed, you're like, what the fuck did we just do? <laughs> like when this goes south, it's gonna go extremely south. Might be, man. I mean, Antonio Brown, he made it through a season. But not this season was the thing, right? Like, Damn, nah. Damn, sure. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, just well, like she showed up to WoW, like, didn't even make it through the first season of WoW. Like, 
I think she's Antonio Brown. Damn, man. Tessa is Antonio Brown. Next thing she knows. I don't, think, I don't know if anyone's ever said that, to be honest. And she would probably hate that comparison, given her. <laughs> she going to be in the pool. <laughs> no, her That's leaving what? impact was being in the pool. Now, like this, her and Wow was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, Tesla hates this comparison, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, how, how dare they? <laughs> Especially coming from you. Oh man. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> she's like, he, I'm. I, she would call me one of them lovers. I'd be like, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, Betray- okay. a race betrayer. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, I think she is because it's like, it like, like again, like Antonio Brown, like put him on the field, he can make plays. Put her in the ring, like she can wrestle. Um, even though I really never watched her like that, but I mean, that's that's the rep of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you sign them thinking because I didn't want to compare her to Kyrie because it's not like what she's uh, what she has said has gotten her in trouble, but it's just more like she, she so shows up to a team, wants to do it her way. Like Antonio Brown, it goes south, then she's like, "Well, I want to get out of here." And they're like, "But you just signed this deal," and he's like, "I want to get out of here." Like. <laughs> that's her and all these companies it's like there's nowhere else for her to go because again like i don't think aw is gonna ever sign her with the stigma she has because that's even worse pr than wwe signing her yeah and it's because if it's sad but, man. um but yeah it's yeah all right so tessa blanchard yeah we're back is that so that's back to back or is that three straight worst of the years for her i think it would be three straight if i'm not yeah, it would have to be three straight. Because 2020 is when all that shit happened with her in, in the comments. It oh, happened right, like, like two months before the pandemic. And then 2021, it's all that stuff of like she's trying to come back and then WoW starts and last year. So, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, you feel bad for Tully Blanchard? <laughs> do I feel bad for her? No, for Tully Blanchard. Oh. <laughs> uh, I... Look, nah. You know what I'm saying? That that has to come from somewhere. <laughs> so <laughs> that, makes, that makes me question a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. It's just like, why is your why is what's what's going on in that household? Like, well, you know what I'm saying? But she's she's no uh John Morant's dad. I mean, he's no John Morant's dad. <laughs> no, not at all. Not a good not influence. It's just like to be honest, it it is sad. It is sad to see because someone with who was at the height of the height. You know what I'm saying? A woman becoming Impact World Champion. And basically, she was about to, if it all went right, until she posted that tweet, she was like, y'all got to support women when we doing some dope shit. It's like, mm, you could have take that one. You could have just not <laughs> it. Like, you could have let that one stay in the drafts. And who knows if all of this would have been, been the trickle-down effect, the beginning of it. Um, it's, it's sad because, like, it's, it's talented. Very talented, you know what I'm saying? And is I'm like all of this removed, it would be nice to see where she ended up at and what her ceiling would be if we didn't have all of this into effect. You got the name, you got the talent, all of this package, this nice package is just like right there. And we don't us as fans don't get to see how it plays out. I think she hurt herself by not signing with AW right away. When she could have the chance, like, because she won that match at All In, and it was like, all right, they're gonna need. Once there was talks, like they're actually gonna start a promotion, and it'll be Cody, the Bucks, Kenny Omega, a few of their close friends, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, who I mean, 
less said about him, the better. But he was someone who again shot himself in the foot by like I I don't know how they could have protected him if what ended up happening in terms of like coming out, but like he bet on himself, like she bet on herself, it didn't work out. Um so like instead of her going to AW from day one and being like the anchor of that women's division, I think she would have the talent to carry a lot of those women too, like how someone like Tony Storm has when she got the when she got there and just was able to have the best matches with some of the women that still are very raw and are just a lot of potential. Uh, I think Tessa Blanchard could play that same role as well. But um yeah. Yeah, I can have, yeah, I just never really saw much of her to be like I don't know if she's as good as Charlotte Flair in terms of like again the daughters of the four horsemen to be on that level, but who knows? Uh, Worse. <laughs> um WWE's handling of the walkout of Sasha Banks and Naomi. Okay. I see I didn't want to bring this up because I feel like we've all talked about it in the well, I mean all year basically, unfortunately. Yeah. Um because yeah. it was like What's the next update? What's the next update? And then people would put out, well, here's the real story. That wasn't the real story. And then someone put out a tweet, like the contract's up at the end of January. And that turned out to be true. But like that could have been a shot in the dark. You never know sometimes with these reports. Fact. Um, because then she could come out on TV two weeks later and people would be like, oh, wow. Like, but, um, <laughs> did you agree with them in the moment when you found out like the story? Did I? I did with sasha and naomi or did i agree with wwe yeah sasha and naomi yeah okay um look i'm here i'm here for people knowing their worth and Mm -hmm. if you have people in your locker room that care that much regardless you're gonna get paid you go out there and just go out there and get paid regardless of what you do you have, I have people in my locker room that care that much. So, like, no, we want to be treated right. We want to put on the best product. This, I'm way better than this. It, this doesn't make sense. Like, that's a good thing to have those people in your locker room, in my personal opinion, and just having people come up there and just be like, hey, man, I'm getting paid. I don't care. If I go out there and do whatever. I agree. I'm on their side. I'm always on, on the side of people like that. Yeah. Always. Who's a draw? Who isn't? Who's expendable? Who isn't? Who? And for Sasha Banks, the majority of her time there, it seemed like she was a star, no doubt. But it was on his on his terms. You know what I mean? It's like I I say you're top of the card when I say it. Whereas like Charlotte Flair, always. Oh and I'm not. And I'm saying I also like Charlotte Flair a lot too. But like Charlotte Flair is perennial top of the card. Becky Lynch ascended to, to the top and took and took that spot from Sasha Banks. Bailey and her. Uh, in terms of like the four horsemen, Sasha and Bailey were almost on even playing field, and then I, I, not really out of nowhere, Bianca Belair comes and surpasses all of them. So it's I think we got to continue to make room, and there's so many, so many spots in terms of the two women's titles. So Sasha Banks like, well, we should have tag titles, and these shouldn't matter. Let's make a big deal out of these, and those tag titles, everyone said, have been like the biggest joke. Besides the twenty four seven title, in terms of like you'll put. Alexa Bliss and Nikki A.S.H. together, and that's a tag team. Or you know, like not Nia and Shayna. You know, you will just put these Raquel and Aaliyah. Like, come on now, like let's stop playing games. Like it's that's why that's a worst of the year. Aaliyah and Raquel beating Io Sky and Dakota Kai in the finals just to change the titles a week later because it was too predictable for the best tag team to win the tournament. It's like stop being dumbasses. 
make smart decisions, make the obvious. Like if you're already going to make the obvious, we don't need to be swerved. And no one's going to be mad that, oh, this tournament was so easy to predict. That's the whole point of you having the best tag team win because it's that point of like, I can't believe Aaliyah and Raquel beating Io Sky and Dakota Kai, two of the best women in the company. Like, come on now. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad to see that at least she's doing what she wants in Japan. I think, and again, she'll definitely be back in WWE. That's just, that's how it works for everyone. Definitely. Um, this year, too. I think next year for sure. I think next, I think 2024 Rumble, she'll be back. Okay. I think she'll have a full year of doing what she wants. Um, she'll come back. Hopefully they back up the Brinks truck. Hopefully they back up. I mean, they give her the schedule she wants in terms of, I think she wants to do what Roman Reigns did. I want to be Brock Lesnar. I want to show up when I want to. I want to pay, get paid like I want. And if, uh, no, no, it's, it's, that's what happened. Roman Reigns said, I'm, I want to beat, this is what I want. And you're not going to lose me. So give me what I want. And they're like, okay. But for them to go on TV too and say, they walked out and they were selfish and blah, blah. They did the same thing in Stone Cold. He took his ball, he went home. And this is the guy who made the company what it was from the late 90s to the early 2000s. And again, it was the same thing. You don't see what I'm worth anymore. I'm just supposed to go out and job to Brock Lesnar on a random Monday with no build. Fuck you. I'm out of here. Like, yeah. And hopefully it works out. I think Naomi would, will be back sooner than Sasha will in terms of, I think Naomi will be back probably within the next few months. Yeah. Um, Cause there's no report on her contract situation. I think she's just standing by her friend, making sure she's settled. And then Naomi will have an amazing return. Hopefully recapture the women's title. And we'll see from there. Like, not, we're, again, we're not doing prediction show, but that situation just, and everyone flip flopping on, do you stand with a company because they pay you? Meanwhile, they, how many times have you or someone, you know, walk out on a job because they felt like they weren't getting what they deserved. We've all done it at some point. Like the shop ain't worth it. I'm going to leave. It's life. They felt that way and like, eh, it's not worth it to me. And they're independent contractors at the end of the day. They can do what they want. I agree. I'm going to have to agree. Like, you hit the nail right on the head with everything, man. I just, like, how they went on TV and try to shit on them. And, like, it's, and and the fans as well. Like, the mm -hmm. fans as well trying to shit on them as well. Like, Austin walked out. Ultimate Warrior. A lot of people like walked out. CM Punk walked, walked out. Yeah. CM Punk. A lot of these people walked out because you want to know why? They knew their worth. Mm -hmm. And sorry if y'all don't know y'all worth. I'm sorry if y'all don't realize what you have. I'm sorry if you don't realize what you bring to the table. And I don't. I I, I just don't understand like with people bashing and try to like. I I would never understand that. You know what I'm saying? But as far as Naomi coming back this year in a couple months, I agree with that. Sasha, you said next year for sure. I agree with that. You know, they all come back to the WWE. Sasha run it up on the Indies, on New Japan, probably go to AEW for a match. Who knows, man? Like the, No, the I definitely think she'll at least have a, like four or five dates in AEW. Most, most of the time will be in Japan and maybe a, a match or two in Mexico, but it'll be She's she's at least will go show up in AW for a match or two. Yeah, the possibilities are endless, man. And I hope she does run it up and come back and they can realize her worth. Yeah. Worst. Vince McMahon. Okay.
Duh. <laughs> what, what Vince McMahon, what exactly? What? Like I said earlier, coming down, coming out on TV saying I'm not leaving just to quit, just to retire the next week. That, these allegations. Well, I, I didn't want to go that. I wasn't trying to get too dark on this episode. We're not trying to do dark side of the ring. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst of the year. I mean, it doesn't get For any you, worse than that. Are you surprised, though? Come on. I'm not surprised at all. Exactly. It's Vince McMahon. Watch the, watch <laughs> the TV show. You know damn well this man wasn't playing a character. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. That's the real him on TV. It's the amount of money, though. <laughs> the <amount laughs> no, when you're that when you're that rich, you have to pay that much. Like that's mad money. Like Vince, what are you doing? I I guess the thing we glossed over at the Rumble was the Shane McMahon thing. What did you think about that? Shane McMahon coming back for the Rumble, getting fired the next day. How do you get fired on your day off? Like, yeah, that's that's part of that. Yeah, that's part of that rumble. Yeah, making his own son a patsy because of his bad booking. Like they, I think they planted that story because I don't think no way Shane McMahon's like I'm going to come in, I'm going to do all this and that and blah blah blah. And it's like I don't, I think Shane McMahon is selfish, but not to that extent of like yeah. I should I should be one of the last four in the rumble or blah blah. What they said he was doing, I think the next day they saw the reaction and Vince was like, Oh, that was a terrible rumble. Uh, blame it on Shane. Cause he hates that's his own son. So. That's what I think too. Because like, when have you ever heard something like that with Shane? Like we've been watching wrestling all our lives. Like, well, you have to think about it from, he is the, one of the few people who gets the cheat codes for all his matches. Like Shane McMahon can go out and have any match he wants. Like he can do all the crazy stunts and impress the crowd because he's the boss's son. But at least he still did all the work to do all those spots. Like he's willing to be like, yeah, throw me through the glass. I know people are gonna love it, but like I still have to take this crazy ass bump. So I'm hurting just as much. It's the thing I always respect about him. Where like he's the billionaire son who at least is gonna like show you like I'm a tough guy too. At least I'm not one of these wimpy billionaire sons. No, if you're right, like Vince McMahon, just his stubbornness the last obviously 20 years. Um, with creative decisions, business decisions, um, taking the Saudi bag and not giving a fuck about the PR that came with it. Um, basically double doubling down, to be honest. He said, we're going, we went once, we're going for the next 10 years. Like, real. Um, I actually respect that. I ain't gonna lie. Even when they got stuck on the tarmac, he's like, well, same time next year, right? <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to direct deposit hit. That's it. Yeah. Um, and how he's again releasing all the people during the pandemic, keeping the show running during during the pandemic, even when people were <laughs> testing positive for COVID. Uh, yeah, it, I mean his moral compass we've known it, it's broken. Like he has no morals. This is not an honorable man. No, no rich man is an honorable man. Man's went out on SmackDown, said three words, and dipped. And like, then yeah. jumped off the top of the steps and somehow didn't like shatter his whole body. <laughs> Word. This coming from a man who slid in the ring and tore both his quads. He and he almost did like the yippee jump, like coming off the top steps. Like, get uh, I. So when he did and, that on SmackDown, I was like, yeah, this ain't over. <laughs> like you do yeah. some shit like that, it's mad more shit about to come. <laughs> And then when he's retired, he goes like there are these pictures with him and his like awfully dyed hair, trying to look younger. But it's like you're you look like you're dying, sir. No offense, but like 
you age like and the way he speaks i was like well um austin you know what this is right here you could barely understand him like yeah it's like i don't like those backstage segments with him and austin i'm like can you like mic them better like (laughs) because he's like austin i think you and austin there is just like what like i doing the what like right um and it's crazy how the the new year starts of him being like what should i do to kick off 2023 i'm gonna elect myself chairman of the board again and you know these two people i fired i'm bringing them back like legend i mean you rock you watch succession correct yes yeah, so obviously, I mean, I do as well. Anyone who watches Succession can make the obvious. Ever since 2019, you can see the obvious comparisons between yes, Logan Roy and Vince, uh, Kendall Roy and uh, Shane McMahon, Shiv and Stephanie. It, it all basically writes itself. And um, Succession's about the Murdoch family more than anything, but it does have some McMahon tendencies because uh, Tom is Triple H in terms of like this son-in-law who's married to this woman whose father's in control. Um, but yeah, it, and that's that's the crazy part. It's like this man said, uh, "Well, they forced me out of the company when I don't th- I don't think it was that big of a deal." <laughs> that was his whole thing the whole time. It's like they said you should go pop. It's uh, this is the PR is not looking good. He's like, "Well, I don't want to leave." And they're like, "No, you should go before you know stuff happens." And the stock prices jump when he announces his return, which is the crazy part. Is they still believe in this man as a businessman, even though the XFL failed twice. And he couldn't get anything off the ground that wasn't wrestling related. So, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, I, uh, Mr. Man, American entrepreneur. <laughs> here's, here's the last one, to be honest, and everyone will probably hate me for it. So, Extreme Rules ends with the return of Bray Wyatt. And that was in mid to late September. And what did Bray Wyatt do for the rest of the year? Not a goddamn. Not- not a goddamn thing. He came back with a fire theme. I'll give him that. That theme is insane. Um, teach his own. You ain't rocking with it. <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's dope. Um, and he just comes out, and he tries to cut this amazing, heartfelt promo on his first night back, and speaking about you know what he's doing, going through, and then it ends with a masked figure cutting through the TV. So I'm like, oh, what you just said doesn't mean fucking shit anymore because now it's all part of the story and that's where like you can't be real and fake at the same time for your story Mm. and with him he wants to do that and i'm like i'm not rocking with it i i try to defend him as a decent worker when he was bray wyatt the cult leader i thought he was good at matches they just gave him bad storylines and bad booking i hated everything involving the fiend we spoke on that numerous times um and for him to come back and do this, and everyone has to say, "Well, take your time. It's a long, it's a long story. There's more to it." He's building the six, and Uncle Howdy, Uncle Howdy is just his brother in a mask and a wig. Fuck off! Like, let's be honest. And his brother was bad. Come on, like, let's not say like Bo Dallas was that guy. He wasn't. Yeah, it's. He wasn't. You like merchandise, you like cheering to a song, you like the lights going out, you like all the smoke and mirrors, fairy dust, shenanigans, bullshit, but he's going to wrestle LA Knight in a match where the lights are turned off. That's what's going to happen. Sponsored by Mountain Fucking Dew. <laughs> and two, we- it's a Mountain Dew Presents 
pitch black match. Fuck off. Mountain Dew presents. <laughs> you don't get this bullshit out my TV screen. So oh, yeah, Bray God. Wyatt. I didn't want him back. I was pissed when they were starting all that. He's coming back, and they did a little follow the white rabbit. I'm like, oh my god. Like, no, 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 because like everyone's gonna fall for the same thing. And now it was literally a month and a half later. Eve was, I think he was one tweeting from the account, like, what's gonna happen? What's why are Bray Wyatt wrestling me? I'm like, see, they called me a madman. I said this guy was a fraud, just like Dwayne Johnson was a fraud. And now I look like a prophet, which I am. So but. all right, man. And there you have it. That's the worst of 2022 davis man it's on you if you want to leave the people with any last words the floor is yours uh once again thank you for the invite always enjoyed chatting up with you uh doing the worst of you we gotta talk about some maybe positive shit next time or something <laughs> <For sure. laughs> um but yeah uh, shout out to y'all chris and eve kp um manny what y'all doing here on the patreon and on the regular show it's amazing to see all the sponsors all the extra content merchandise uh, like I said, listen to y'all from the start and seeing where y'all now. Just beautiful to see. But um, you can find me at Black Wrestling every Thursday night live on YouTube. Black Wrestling Patreon, that's where my personal show, White Noises, me and Kyle talk about all the shit I'm into. We also have a bunch of other amazing content on there. Check that out. Pay the one, pay the ten. Um, Thanks versus Davis live every Sunday on YouTube. That's me and Banks. You're well acquainted with Banks, Cody. So, uh, <laughs> he's on wiretap with Eve every every Sunday or every other Sunday here on the Black and Not Stable Patreon. So you already know him. We have our own Patreon, Banks vs. Davis, where we do exclusive bonus content that can only be seen on Patreon. That's at the BBD Pod on Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter at Davis, aka Drip. Instagram, Davis Colm DC. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. There you have it, uh, man. Davis is is always a pleasure. You know what I'm saying? You wanted a few people wrestling opinions i enjoy hearing you know what i'm saying even even though some of your opinions are out there i love hearing them i love hearing you always have logic behind them you know what i'm saying you might throw me off but then once you break it down it's like okay i see why that's yeah yeah you you've always been that way and that's always something i i look forward to if something happens in wrestling i'll tap into uh black wrestling and just try to hear what you got to say about it you know what I'm saying? Uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you for doing this again. Um, yeah. We got more work in the future, more things to come for this year. And we'll be back next year, man. You know what I'm saying? We'll be back next year, God willing, everything. I didn't think I was going to be back this year. I got I was almost going <laughs> to retire from podcasting. So it's, uh, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. All right. I'm, look, I'm, I'm with <laughs> you on that. <laughs> I'm with you on that one, man. Listeners, man, thank you for tuning in. It's been another year, man. We'll catch y'all at the next time. Worst.